It's important to know. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale is solely a reimagining of the novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and not the 1939 film or any other iteration of the story. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episode 37 of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 55 The Return of Dorothy Gale So, here we are, coming closer to the end of this here book. It's been a long journey, and I hope you've been enjoying it. But I suppose if you haven't been enjoying it, you probably aren't listening to this right now. Or maybe this is the first thing you've ever heard of this show. In which case, welcome? I feel like maybe you're in the wrong place. There's like 27 and a half hours to get through before any of this is going to make sense. But hey, who am I to say what you will and will not get out of this? I knew a lady once that watched the series finale of Breaking Bad without watching a single episode leading up to it. She just wanted to see what the big deal was. She was unimpressed, to say the least. And I guess that's understandable, since she missed out on a hundred different plot points and a handful of engrossing characters. But anyway, welcome. This week was... Off the rails. I think it's pretty safe to say it went off the rails a little bit. You know... I've never been great at endings. Always kind of hit or miss. I remember way back in my college years, my friends and I wanted to make a movie. That was my major in my short-lived college career. Photography and video production. This was, of course, long before cell phones had cameras and apps. We had the limited Hi-8 camera, which required goofy little cassettes and special cords just to get the footage to a halfway decent computer, which, of course, needed special software to edit. Needless to say, we filmed a little, but never actually produced anything of use. I still have some of that footage, though. Unfortunately... It's locked away on goofy little cassettes, and I don't have a camera for which to view it with. Anyway, one of my friends and I came up with a script for what we were going to call The Last Star. We came up with the title by simply picking two words at random. He came up with last for reasons that are still unknown to me. I came up with star because there just so happened to be a magazine on the floor with Super Mario on it, and it also had a picture of one of those iconic Mario stars as well. 
Anyway, it was a spy thriller of sorts. I don't remember most of the details. If memory serves correct, though, it was heavily inspired by Cowboy Bebop. But again, I digress. One thing I do remember, however, is the ending. These two characters had been chasing after each other throughout the script. One of them was eventually knocked unconscious. When he wakes up, he's in the woods. He finds a note nearby that offers him a clue as to where he needs to go next. It leads to another note, and another note, and another, the idea being that he was solving one last mystery as the tension was mounting in this unknown wilderness. He finds one last note that says something like, Turn around. He does, and he's shot, or punched in the face, or something violent happens to him, and the screen goes black. The movie's over. That's it. It's over. Credits rule. Done. I showed this to my co-writing friend, and he immediately shot it down. I still remember to this day, nearly 20 years later, his exact words. He's just out there reading notes. So I took it, and I reworked it, and I came up with a much more satisfying ending. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was more than just reading notes. I think it ended up with a chase through the woods. Eventually, the two of them were pointing their guns at each other, and as you hear shots being fired, the screen cuts to black, so the audience never actually knows who wins, who survives. But they can decide for themselves who it was. So, what was the point of that long-winded, self-serving trip down one of my most nostalgic memory lanes. Every time I get to the end of a story, I ask myself, is this just reading notes, or is it something else? This book still has a little bit left to go. Remember, there's still an epilogue part one and an epilogue part two. But for this chapter, I wanted to make sure it was more than just reading notes. I never received any real criticism or input regarding the end of this book, so I don't know if all the craziness here is too much, too bizarre, too silly, too anything. Or if it's not enough of anything. All I know is that I like it. Dorothy and company find the woodman in Joseph's chamber. The woodman has his James Bond villain slash Professor Doofenshmirtz moment where he details his evil plan and gives away a little bit of his backstory. He's either going to enlist the aid of Dorothy and her magic accessories, or he's just going to kill her and take them for himself. The lion here finally gets his courage. He finally gets that long-awaited drink from the wizard. The dead wizard. 
and we find out he's a bit of a mean drunk. He drinks the absinthe, well, presumably absinthe, and things get a bit wonky. For the record, absinthe doesn't actually make you hallucinate, at least not any more than any other super-strong, high-proof alcohol. For all my research, again, Google and Bing, that's largely a myth. And all those brilliant artists out of the 19th century that were drinking it and hailing it the Green Fairy or the Green Muse, well, they were possibly, probably, using other mind-altering substances anyway. But that science doesn't help my story. So for this, I'm ignoring it. Also, who's to say Joseph wasn't spiking his own drinks? Also, I never really say that he's actually drinking absinthe. It's just green, presumably alcoholic, liquid. Also, who's to say Joseph wasn't spiking his own drinks? And I never really say he is drinking absinthe. It's just a green presumably alcoholic liquid. Maybe Ozboo's is just something special. Anyway, the lion sees a giant gray mouse instead of a tin woodman. He sees a giant turkey leg instead of an axe, a wood nymph instead of a Dorothy, and a great big sack of potatoes instead of a scarecrow. His attack is seen through a couple different points of view, but in short order, in a way that it wouldn't make sense to split into separate chapters like I did with the death of Glinda. We see Mister coming to the rescue here as well, as his vision in Glinda's castle is turned into more of a premonition, or maybe even a prophecy of sorts. He sends the woodman out the window, only to be saved by the lion. Only to be killed by the lion. Which, of course, leads right into Epilogue Part 1, which was the first episode of this podcast, by the way, in case you forgot. If you don't remember it, that's okay. Next week I will repost it. Or you can go re-listen to it right now if you so choose. Before we go, though, I do have one question to all of you, my loyal listeners. What do you think of this chapter? Is it too out of left field? Is it entertaining? Amusing? Or was it just so tonally different that it felt out of place? Or did you like it? Was it good? Was it bad? I just, I just want a little bit of input. That's all. Keep that story about my early years as an aspiring and failed filmmaker in mind, though, because I'm going to ask you about it again next week, when both The Wonderful Wizard of Oz and Dark Days of Dorothy Gale come to their inevitable conclusions. If I missed something, or failed to address something you feel I should have, by all means, let me know. I'm always open to questions, comments, constructive criticism, 
as the youngsters out there say, you don't have to be hip to this jive, but you can still be nice about it. I know you can. Come on, I know you can. It's Dark Dorothy G on Twitter. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale at Outlook.com. The Ordinary Sun, that's S-U-N on Instagram. Also, if you're interested, there's a Facebook page that virtually never gets updated. And the official Dark Days of Dorothy Gale website. ddofdg.com There's not much there at the moment. But that's going to change in the next few weeks. Also, you can listen to every episode of the show right there in the website. No downloads, no logins, no extra accounts, nothing. Just a good old-fashioned set of listening ears. Also, looks way better on mobile than on desktop. But I suppose that's to be expected these days. If you tune in exclusively for the wonderful Wizard of Oz chapters, I have some news. It's coming back next week. We are closing in on the end of both stories, and so we have the final chapters of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale and the final chapter of the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Of course, there will be an aftermath for those episodes as well. Thanks for listening. I love you all. <laughs>